ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Wednesday, July 29th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join this program, this very program, that's right, this radio program at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true, great taste only. 96 calories it is, the original light beer. We have got coming up later this hour, Tony Kemper, Marshall's women's basketball coach. He will join me on the program. We'll talk to him. Also, we'll get your phone calls in as we talked about. We'll take your comments on social media. Twitter, at Paul Swan, is where to find me this afternoon. We do, as we always, have a lot to get into. Guess what? The ACC recently coming out with their plan for football and fall sports. Let me give you the the gist of it. They have announced that if public health guidance allows, all seven ACC-sponsored fall sports will begin competition during the week of September 7th through the 12th. The 2020 scheduling model includes 11 games, 10 plus 1. We've talked about this. We have gone over the scenario. Here it is. 10 plus 1. 10 conference games, one non-conference game. All non-conference game opponents selected by the representative, I'm, I'm sorry, let me, let me break that down for you. All, all non-conference game opponents selected by the respective school must be played in the home state of the ACC institution, and all non-conference opponents must meet the medical protocol requirements as agreed upon by the ACC. The 11 games will be played over a 13-week period, at least 13 weeks, with each team having two open dates. Notre Dame will also play a 10-game conference schedule and be eligible to compete and the 2020 ACC football championship game. How about that? Notre Dame going to play for a conference championship? That's a big one right there. you got Notre Dame on board. That's huge. And then you've got the 10 plus 1 format. Now, what does that mean for Marshall's home opener against Pitt on September 12th? There's not been official word out of Marshall just yet. This news just coming out recently. And I have yet to get an official word back because, well, to be quite honest, I'm sure there are still plans and scheduling. Well, those things are happening right now for all schools, including Marshall. And so I'm not anticipating at this very moment a a rapid reply to what that means for the Marshall-Pitt game. But... If it's not selected as one of the conference games or out-of-conference games that Pitt's going to play, then Marshall's got a, a hole in the schedule there. But this is also without hearing from Conference USA as far as what the league is going to do. The league could come out and say, look, we're going to go non-conference only. We can have 10 games, conference, no conference games allowed. You get what I'm saying. That's all on the table. We don't know. We absolutely do not know yet what is going to happen with Marshall football with the schedule. And keep this in mind, we still don't know if we're going to have football 
because Marshall University made the announcement today that the university is going to be transitioning additional fall courses to live remote instruction. There'll be some virtual classes as well. And there's an email sent out by President Gilbert. He said that the transition will allow us to continue to monitor the status of the pandemic in our community, further reduce density inside our classroom facilities, and preserve as much as possible the important on-campus experience for our freshmen. It will also give us the best possible chance to move forward safely while providing a quality educational experience and flexibility for all our students. He added, the virtual mode of instruction we will provide is different than the strictly online options many universities are moving to, and we believe it gives our students a distinct advantage. Virtual class sessions are held live via the university's learning management system, Blackboard, with instructors broadcasting lectures and leading classroom discussions at the specific class meeting day and time. Sessions are recorded so students, students who do not have reliable access to broadband and or other technical difficulties can watch the class at another time. So those are the big ones happening today. What does this mean for Marshall Athletics? What does this mean in general for athletics, period, as more institutions are going to virtual limited classes on campus, trying to, as the email said, uh, reduce the density inside the classroom facilities. So that's what's happening with Marshall. That's what's happening today across the board with the ACC. Uh, We'll get more on the fallout of what the ACC schedule means. Will the SEC be the next big domino to fall? Will we see the SEC come out and say, look, we're going to play an SEC-only schedule plus one? Plus one. Could you see the power conferences all coming to the plus one mode? Okay, we're going to have a plus one. We're going to play all games in conference except one. That way you can have your traditional rivals. You can have your rivalry games. I mean, that's probably what a lot of this is. Hey, you can have your in-state rival games. So you can have all the big matchups that your fan bases demand you have in the state. So that might mean Marshall and Pitt might not be happening. Again, speculation on my part It is only speculation on my part, even though this comes out. There hasn't been a decision. There hasn't been an announcement from Pitt or Marshall regarding this game as we speak. That could change during the course of this program. That could change when we go off the air. It could change. But we're going to leave that for a few minutes. Tony Kemper head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. He joins me on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we talk to the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper, um, I'm looking at the uh, schedule model for the ACC in football. Ten games with a TBA and Pitt their 10-game schedule, they will play um, Notre Dame. It's going to be a home game for them. So they have got um, five home games, five road games. Notre Dame will be a home game for them. Uh, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, uh, NC State, uh, Louisville, 
uh, Boston College, uh, Clemson, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Miami, all road games, and a TBA. We don't know what that TBA game will be, when it will be announced, but the, the ACC, again, going to a 10-conference schedule plus one non-conference game on their COVID-19 adjustment. Let's welcome to the program now the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper, as uh, he will be welcoming uh, players back to campus uh Sooner than um, sooner than uh, we we think, and probably later than you'd like, uh, Coach Kemper now joins us on the program. Uh, I'm still doing this day to day, Coach. So um, yeah, you you probably know more than I do right now, and I'm going to let you talk. Well, it is day to day. That's pretty well said, and we are uh, we are back. Um, we've got a group in um, all but our uh, our foreign girl who's over in Bosnia, and uh, got back on the twentieth and. Um, we're in the process of, I guess, onboarding so that we can we can begin to to get in the weight room and get back on the court. That has been a uh, that's a it's a long process, but I think it's a process that um, you know our our doctors and our administration has worked extremely hard to put together a plan so that we can be out there. And uh, you know we're in the middle of that. It's kind of kind of onerous, but I think it's it's proven that it, it works when. Uh, when we go through it all. So we are kind of at the tail end of that right now. Um, and we're kind of finishing up physicals and we should get going um, tomorrow afternoon a little bit. What has changed for you? I know day to day is probably the best way to describe what happens, but you have to plan as if there's a basketball season. You don't know. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows right now. And you have to plan and you have to plan and you have to plan. You probably have a binder full of plans, uh, I'm sure, or at least, uh, you know, you've got a notepad somewhere of something that uh, has a plan on it. Uh, how difficult is that? Well, I think it's been, we've been fortunate. I think it's been more difficult for maybe the fall sports and the spring sports who were, were really, really affected last year, you know, and, um, there's been a lot of changes. I, I do agree with that. I mean, we, we have, we've gone to virtual recruiting, um, you know, a hundred since, since March 11th, basically we've been on zoom and Skype and watching film of kids. And that's, you know, that's completely different than what, what we typically go through. Um, you know, but as far as we are fortunate that our season is, is far enough away that I think the plan will, I, I don't know, what it's going to look like, but you know, I think there's going to be an obvious practice period leading into games. We just don't know. I mean, right now it's going to start on time. Um, that's what we know. And, um, so we've, we've just tried to make the best decisions that we can. I, I think one of the most difficult parts from a coaching perspective is just some of the little nuances of the, the rules as they are right now for workouts. And that is, um, you know, there's not a lot of sharing of basketballs, and we actually haven't had a workout yet. So, um, you know, our plans for how we're going to do that, they, they may or may not work once you get into practice. But, um, you know, there's some just challenges like that. For a while, we're going to be very spread out. Um, you know, maybe for a week or so, we're at individual baskets. And, you know, anyone that's been to a college basketball practice in the last couple of years, that's very, you know, that's not anything like what we usually look like so um, how to make them effective um, how to get better how to improve your team through um, practices that that really 
don't look anything typical, I think is, is probably the biggest challenge for us. And, um, you know, like I said, we're, we're working through that. I think there's definitely going to be some things that we walk off the floor and say, well, that worked really well. And at times there's going to be things that we say, you know, that didn't work at all and, and throw that out. And, um, you know, that's just part of what it is right now. And, um, you got to make the most of it. I think our players are in that frame of mind. I think they're excited to be back. Um, you know, they've been, we put our shoes in the locker room on probably about March 14th or something like that, you know, in a big pile thinking that we'd be back after spring break. And um, for many, many weeks, I was just sat in there. So I, I know that our team is excited to be back and um, have a good nucleus that I think can accept this the challenge of this year and what it's going to look like. And, we're, you know, we're, we've got some old um, experienced players in there that, that I think can be really solid in the year that might have some ups and downs. All right. Not to, um, not to go too far off track, but um, you've got some odor eaters for those shoes that have been sitting there, right? <laughs> well, they were, uh, you know, there's plenty of air circulation down in our locker room. Um, we just, uh, in there, you know, I coach females. I'm lucky that I coach females, so their locker rooms don't smell quite as bad as the ones that you and I were used to growing up, put it that way. Fair, very fair, very fair. Tony Kemper, our <laughs> guest. Uh, so the, the challenge for you, because you can't worry about the things you can't control, and that means schedule for the most part because, you know, nobody can control that right now. It's so fluid. Um, fans, will there be fans? Will fans be limited? Um, you know, will you be playing a conference only schedule, not a conference, uh, you know, game on that schedule? Uh, you know, everything that's going into these conversations now for football, is it a little stressful that some of that's out of your control? Some of it, of course, in your control at the same time, you're in a situation where football is a little different than basketball as far as these answers have got to be, um, you know, put forth sooner than that later. You know, you have some time to sort of see the lay of the land, you and the athletic department and college basketball in general. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's a really good point. I think when you look at, at uh, you know, when I I don't know much about other sports. I've, I've been a Division One men's ba- basketball assistant coach, and uh, you know, I'm a head coach of a women's program at Division One, so I have pretty good knowledge of basketball, um, NCAA basketball. And I think when you look at our sport, I think that, um, y- you know, I, I'm definitely bullish on, on a season in some form. You know, it's, that's conference play starts what would be about five or six months from now, typically. And uh, you sure hope that we have a better handle on what's going on um, from all levels as far as treatments, maybe a vaccine by then, uh, you, you know, that's a lot, there's a lot of time there and you hope it's, it's improving. And, um, so I'm bullish that we're going to, you know, we're going to have a, a complete season of some kind. And I, I think the, uh, you know, basketball is really important. Uh, it's a huge sport, really, really popular. I think it's, I think sports in general are important for our, our society kind of when you're going through something like this, there's, there's a lot of competitiveness and normalcy to when we get it back out there. And I think, I think people at all levels understand that. And they're just trying to, trying to figure out a way to safely do it for fans and for players and coaches. Um, you know, that's, that's taking some time uh, and still not done yet. So they'll, uh, 
continue to look at the the data and the stuff that they have now and try to make good decisions. And you know, like I said, we a year ago we were fortunate because we basically had played pretty much a complete season. Um, and now this year, I think we're fortunate because we don't start right away. We usually start practice right away. Um, but as far as us having to be, you know, playing games and being on the road and traveling and stuff, we're a little ways off from that. So you hope that it continues to move in, in a positive direction or it gets back to moving in a positive direction so that we can get some clarity on where this thing's going. As a coach, are you watching with more interest or as more a student the way that the professional leagues are are restarting NBA, the NHL, or in bubbles, football. As far as the pros are concerned, we we really don't know what that's going to look like just yet because it hasn't started. Uh, with baseball, we've got baseball, but we also have team uh, teams with uh, positive tests right now. So every sport seems to have a, a different metric or a different uh, something's different for each sport. Now, are you watching that with interest with a student eye, or does that even translate to anything as far as uh, being a Division One basketball coach? Yeah, well, I, I think it's. I think number one, it's important for us that like the NBA figures out a way to get it done, figures out a way to play. And so I think that's the first thing is all these professional leagues uh, that have you know tremendous resources figure out a way to get this thing going. Um, you know, obviously we're not going to have a bubble type model. Um, based on just how we're structured and organized. Um, we're going to have to follow kind of the, the baseball or football model where we are, uh, you know, we try to bubble ourselves at home and then, um, you know, you try to stay as tight as you can on the road. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, so I think as you watch that, I definitely think that there is some things that you can learn from what we what we're going to experience, you know, maybe the Marlins experience, uh, what they're going through right now. Um, you know, I'm sure it'll come out how it, how it got in there and how the virus moved around. And, um, you know, I think by maybe a month from now or two months from now, there's going to be kind of a checklist that maybe you think is obvious, but maybe it's not on how to, what are the best practices to do the things that we have to do and keep the people, um, that we're, you know, in charge of safe, and I think we're going to learn a lot. I think I think the sports leagues are going to learn a lot. Um, and I think if, you know, quite frankly, I think what's going on is probably going to happen a little bit, which is, you know, I think our Marlins had, had to, what they do, cancel three games or something like that. I mean, I think if, if things don't alter in a significant fashion, I think it will happen a little bit where, um, you know, there's maybe, maybe only one test positive, but, you know, he or she has been around the group and that takes that whole group out, you know? And um, so you kind of hope that we learn things about how to best do this um, to move forward and then be successful ultimately when, when our season starts. Yeah. Postponed through Sunday, uh, the Marlins uh, had another uh, player test positive. So they have a total of 18 in their traveling party, 16 players, two staffers, if those kind of numbers happen to a college basketball team, that takes the team out completely. You know, it's, sure. Uh, that's yeah. all your numbers. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have – that's one of – you know, you talk about plans and things like that. And that's one of the things that we've been doing. Uh, we, aren't, we aren't technically quarantined, but we are in isolation. That's part of what we do when we get back to campus, try to kind of limit our contacts with outside people as we try to 
get into our little martial athletics bubble. Um, so we've been having Zoom um, team meetings, just kind of going over some things that um, keeping people engaged. And, um, you know, that's one of the things I talked about early on is there, you know, we have 15 players and there may be, we may play a couple games this year where only eight of the 15 are available. And you have to be constantly ready, you know, for, uh, for whatever it throws at you. So I, I think that, you know, I think that challenge that we're seeing with the Marlins, I think that, um, you know, if things if things stay pretty pretty static as far as where they are right now, that some of that's going to happen. Where um, you know maybe you're missing your two starters in a game, uh, maybe two games, maybe two weeks, and you have to figure out how to uh, how to persevere through those those challenges. Tony Kemper is my guest, Marshall women's basketball coach. You mentioned bubbles probably not going to happen. You just can't do it. Not the way it's set up for college athletics and college the system in general it's it's not a, a bubble situation how then are you coping with okay i've got to keep constantly reminding my players do the right thing uh, are are they at the point in your mind are you confident that you don't have to be as um stringent with them or uh you don't have to constantly remind them you feel good where they're at right now, or is it something that's just constant with you? Hey, wear your mask, do this, watch where you go. Because you look at Rutgers, uh, their football team, uh, their positive cases are the result of uh, players being at a party. So, you know, you don't want to ruin the college experience for anybody at the same time. Um, you, you don't want anyone to get sick, and these public gatherings are where people get sick. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's a huge challenge for – um, it's not just college athletes, it's not just pro athletes. I mean, you see that in, uh, you know, just normal everyday life. You see pictures of maybe beaches or lakes where, you know, people are getting together and we're a, we're a social society, social country. So it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. And I, I think you're right on, um, you just have to continue to remind them what the, what the best practices are to help us all um, stay safe. We've got to trust that each other is looking out we got to trust that we're looking out for each other in the way that we're behaving. And, um, you know, it will take, I think it'll take constant reminders uh, throughout the year, just trying to keep people on, on course. And I've got a good, we've got a good group. So I think that, I think that they can be successful doing it. And I, yet I also know that college is a social time in your life. And I've tried to be really upfront with, you know, the way things are right now, it's just not going to be thing, things aren't the same for a while. And, and you need to think about your health and the health of others around you um, and, and sacrificing some things that are maybe typical as far as social gatherings and things like that, that, that we all enjoyed about our college experience. I just think it's a different, different time. I think it'll be temporary. Um, you know, it's probably a little unfair for you know, the senior class of 2020, maybe high school kids and stuff that didn't get to finish their year. Um, you know, we've got, we've got three now seniors on our team that, um, you know, it just might be a different senior year than what they thought. And, um, I, I'm, I like the group that we have. I, I know that they can handle it and we just got to keep them on the right path and, and hope they make good decisions. Tony Kemper is my guest, Marshall women's basketball coach. Does it just feel good finally for you to not be in the same 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 rut maybe uh, actually uh, finally be able to, to do a lot more other than um, work on your jump shot because I've seen your Instagram I've seen your, your your social media 
Um, it's looking pretty good. I mean, I've seen a few made baskets. I don't know how many takes those took to get that on, on camera, but they look good. Well, I, I was playing around with my son during the Jordan uh, the Jordan documentary, which is just tremendous. And I, I remember as, um, you know, I was in high school when he hit that shot over Brian Russell. And I, so I, did, I didn't even need to rewatch the film. I, I needed to rewatch it to figure out how many seconds were on the clock. Um, but I could I could set the chess pieces up. And it, uh, I've got a good stroke, but it might have taken me a couple of times to actually knock it in in a satisfactory manner. But... Um, it is good to be back. Um, I, I'm excited to go to work and get back in there and, and get to work with our, our young ladies. I mean, I think that that's probably the, one of the most important things that we're doing right now is just, you know, making sure that our team is in a, in a good place and they're going through, we all are, everybody is going through massive changes in their, their normal daily routines and, um, you know, how we all, get each other through it. I think it's just really, really important. So it is good for me to be back consistently in the office. Um, it's good for me to see my staff hanging around. And, um, you know, we haven't seen our players a lot. We kind of saw them as, on the first day as they came in, but um, we just kind of waved at them at that point. And we will uh, hopefully get to start really seeing them and hanging out again starting tomorrow as far as with practice and, and weights and stuff like that. And I, I think this is a good group. I'm, I'm excited about them, and I think they are ready to go to work. So um, I think everybody is kind of in the same frame of mind, which is, um, you know, ready to get on to the next thing and try to make decisions to keep us all safe. But we're, we're ready to go compete and play um, in whatever they, they release us to do, you know. The Jordan documentary going to be uh, mandatory? You're going to make uh... – Make your squad watch that if they haven't already. I'm sure there's there is parts of that that I ought to go back in and clip out, you know. And I, it, it's that was just such such good television, you know. And I, uh, when I was a kid, you know, he was right in his prime when I was a kid. I actually usually cheered for the other team, but about the time he won the sixth, I, I like underdogs. About the time he won the sixth one, you kind of got to tip your cap about how how brilliant of a competitor and player he was. And when you go back and listen to that story and um, see the competitiveness and how he elevated people around him and, um, you know, just what a, what a story, what a, what a player, you know, and it was, it was neat to go back and relive all those, those different teams that he played on and the different characters that, that he was with and um, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. My favorite, I think part of that, and there's so many, it's just the fact that he would manufacture reasons to be mad at you, to, to get an advantage right. over you. I love that. That's my attitude now. I'll just make things up just so I can have that motivation if I don't have it already. Yeah, that, that was extremely interesting. Just He just made things up about people that they said when they didn't say them. You know, and he, uh, he was so, uh, I don't know what the right word is, he was so competitive that he could he could make himself believe it, and he... He de- he destroyed a lot of a lot of egos in his career. That's for sure. It's good stuff. I don't have to go back and watch that again now. That because it was um, what was it? Um, well, we have like five parts, two two hours each, so we had ten hours. Yeah, I think we did have ten hours. That, I think there was I think there was ten ten episodes and um, just a just a neat neat story. Great story about basketball competitiveness. You know, coaching Phil Jackson in there and the things that. I mean, he was a brilliant, 
guy managing egos and the Dennis Rodman stuff. And, um, you know, you kind of forget what, what, uh, what a personality he was to manage, you know, and he, he did such a good job of, of getting through that and then winning rings with that group. Pretty, pretty cool. A lot of good stuff in there, coaching, playing, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of triangle now going to be a part of the Marshall, um, defense and offense package, you know, triangle, run some of the Phil Jackson stuff. I don't know much about the triangle. So I try to stay in my, try to stay in my lane on things that, um, I've learned over the years. You know, it's not a lot of people run it anymore. It, it used to ten or so years ago. Uh, there were there was a lot more people that ran it. Um, you know, sideline out of bounds, and they were they ran it in different different scenarios. But um, you know, funny story about that with me. My my uncle was a tremendous basketball player in North. I'm from a little tiny town in Northwest Kansas, and he uh, he went to Kansas State. Um, his first, I think, two years he played at Kansas State, and. He played for Tex Winter at Kansas State. So every time I go home and I'm hanging out with him on the farm, he usually asks me if I'm running the triangle. Did I tell him what I we run? And then he says, you know, he, he does a commercial for how good the triangle offense is. And that was probably in the 60s, you know, late 60s, early 70s when he played for Tex Winter. So uh, my family knows how to run it. They, I, I just haven't, uh, I haven't sat down and learned it yet. I, I think that's you got some time here in your hands. Maybe I mean you you might have a, a few extra weeks. Let's uh, let's see if we can get that. Just run it one time, maybe. You know how uh, yeah when Bill Raftery would uh, do a game and you'd have to come out in man to man in college basketball. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to. It's a rule because he will just if you don't, he'll um, he will announce what you're running with man to man tendencies. So um, you have to come out in man to man. It's just a rule. You know when Raft <laughs> does your game. I mean, I don't care, you know, if you run, you know, whatever you run, you have to run man-to-man to open it up. It's just a rule. Well, he's a heck of a broadcaster. I, I, uh, I missed him in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. He's one of the best ones. So You and me both, sir. Uh, you and zone, me both. Zone, man, whatever. If he's calling the game, it usually means it's in the tournament. That's, that's a pretty good time to listen. Tony Kipper, my guest. Uh, it was good catching up with you. Um, yeah, last time I saw you, uh, you were out shopping, social distancing, wearing your mask, doing all the proper things, and um, you know I was uh, minimum six feet away from him. So um, you know, keeping him safe. Good seeing you. We're doing what we can. We are doing what we can to try to get get it going. So I appreciate you having me on. It's good to good to be back thinking about sports and, and specifically martial sports. So um, you know, I know we've got some things we got to figure out still. Um, but but I know that we're, you know, like I said, our our administration, our do- our team doctors and medical people around here have worked extremely hard to to come back and get us safe, and we just got to do our part to keep it keep it good. I'm looking forward to it, and if uh, we've got to come back with some sort of a reduced fan plan or something, uh, just remember, uh, I want a cardboard cutout right behind the bench, like like they have the Dodger games. Uh, and Mets games. I want a cardboard cutout of me behind you. That's fine. You you can uh, we we can probably make that happen. That would be we, even if there's not reduced fans. We we might should make that happen. You know, even if you're there, we could still do a cardboard cutout right well, there behind the bench. I like this plan. We could I, take it on road trips. We oh, could, we could put it in a. Wow, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, you, you you would always be with us, right? And Jason Corrier would have to carry it. Well, that's between you and Corey. I'll let you guys work that out. <laughs> He's not carrying it. I you know. know better. 
Yeah, J- Jason is not. He's not on my payroll, so I don't really control what he carries. It doesn't carry. Okay, he, as long as he keeps uh, he keeps up being the the voice of our uh, team, I'll be I'll be a happy guy. So I don't. He might carry you though. He he might be all right. All right, carrying the cardboard cutout. I, 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 there have been worse people to carry me. That's a good one to have. So, um, <laughs> coach, he carries me sometimes. Yeah, he carries a lot of people. Uh, I don't want to inflate no his ego any further, but yeah, he carries a lot of people. That's probably true. That's probably true. Coach, good so. talking to you. I appreciate you. Thank you Same very you. much. Right, I'll see you, Tony Kemper. Head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. You know, uh, because uh, we don't have a 2021 poster, we still have the 2019 20 poster hanging up here in the studio. Uh, we even still have the 20 poster, the 1920 poster of the herd men's basketball schedule. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think I like the women's poster better than the men's poster. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the schedule. You know, the home schedule, the it's, it's easier to read from a distance. I think I like it a little bit better. We will continue on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our Miller Lite phone lines this hour. Miller Lite Hold True, great taste, only 96 calories, the original light beer. We're going to take a uh, short break here in a minute. I want to get you caught up on what's happening. Uh, we have got exhibition baseball. Uh, well, I'm sorry, it feels like exhibition because I don't know if they're going to stop this thing. Uh, we've got hockey. The uh, tune-up games are going on right now. Uh, I watched a little bit of Colorado and Minnesota earlier. Coach Jared Bedner. You know Jared Bedner is. You know, Spencer, our intern, did not know, but I don't blame him because he's not from the area and he's um, he's a youngster, so he did not know that the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, one time a member of the Huntington Blizzard, so the Colorado uh, Avalanche winning their game, uh, that was pretty good. Uh, we've got um, some interesting uh, games. I watched Tampa Bay and Florida, and Tampa Bay just rolled Florida 5 nothing. Uh, interesting game uh, we're kind of keeping an eye on here is Carolina and Washington. Uh, in the end of the second, um, Washington's on the power play, 3-1 in favor of the Capitals. Uh, later on, we've got St. Louis and Chicago. And uh, interesting uh, note about Chicago. Uh, Chicago, the Blackhawks, of course, they're, unlike other sports teams, they're more proactive with the Native Americans in the community than other sports teams across all leagues. They're they're way more attentive uh, because uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are honoring uh, you know Native Americans, and there's that partnership there. There's at least there's a, a, a strong dialogue, and so. They made it known today that um, no longer will headdresses be allowed uh, at any uh, event, any Chicago Blackhawks sanctioned event. There will not be headdresses allowed because the headdress is symbolic. You don't. Not everyone gets the headdress. It's a big deal. Uh, if you're a Native American, if you're in uh, the tribe, it's a big deal to have the headdress. It's not not. Just a piece of costume, you know. You just don't put it on for for trick or treat or Halloween or just to look look 
as you think, cool. So it's a big deal, and I think um, some of the things that the uh, Blackhawks are doing is really um, attentive, very uh, understanding, very empathetic. Coming up later tonight, uh, we're going to have the Rangers Islanders. Uh, I'll be watching that alongside uh, virtually. Um, We might Zoom. We might Zoom conference in with each other or speakerphone in. Uh, Me and Bill Cornwell, we're, we're excited. Rangers Islanders coming up tonight. Uh, Vancouver and Winnipeg, that's coming up tonight as well. So uh, we got a lot of hockey and, of course, uh, baseball, Major League Baseball. We have got the Pirates. That is coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So the uh, Pirates getting back at it, and uh, we'll have that game for you. And uh, depending on what our um, our future schedule looks like, we're going to have uh, almost every Pittsburgh Pirates game uh, Pirates right now two and three on this young season. Uh, Milwaukee two and three. So that's coming up tonight. We'll have it for you again right here on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Uh, games that are uh, in progress. Colorado leading Oakland two one top of the eighth. Texas uh, leading Arizona two nothing bottom of the fifth. Uh, still to come. Washington Toronto. Um, the White Sox take on Cleveland. That's coming up tonight. Uh, the Cubbies take on Cincinnati. The Cubs are four and one. The Reds doing what the Reds do. They're one and four. Uh, Tampa Bay and Atlanta coming up tonight. Boston and the Mets. Uh, the Dodgers, Houston. That's coming up tonight as well. Uh, you have KC and Detroit. The Yankees and Baltimore. Uh, St. Louis and Minnesota. San Diego and San Francisco. And then uh, your late game is going to be Seattle. And L.A., of course, don't forget the adjustments to the schedule. The Yankees and Baltimore are playing because, well, the Phillies and the Yankee series postponed due to the COVID-19 concerns. Uh, the Marlins, uh, their series with Baltimore postponed again because of COVID-19. So that's what baseball looks like this hour. And, of course, uh, for those of you uh, tuning in to the program live, uh, these are as uh, we are on the air those of you checking in on our podcast, this is for Wednesday, July 29th. We will continue on with today's edition of the program here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our big stories today, Marshall University transitioning additional fall courses to live remote instruction. So there are going to be less students on campus, more virtual courses, more distance learning. So that's what's happening with Marshall. Also, the ACC announcing plans for football and fall sports. And the ACC and their announcement today indicate that if public health guidance allows, all seven ACC-sponsored fall sports will begin competition during the week of September 7th through the 12th. The scheduling model includes 11 games. It's 10 plus 1. 10 conference and one non-conference game. All non-conference game opponents selected by their respective school must be played in the home state of the ACC institution and all non-conference opponents must meet the medical protocol requirements as agreed upon by the ACC. These 11 games will be played over at least 13 weeks, each team having two open dates. 
Notre Dame also will play a 10-game conference schedule and will be eligible to compete in the 2020 ACC football championship game. That would be amazing. If Notre Dame's playing for the ACC championship, that would be amazing. And, of course, this means, and this is my speculation because nothing's been announced, nothing has been forward as far as any modifications to the Marshall schedule. However, with Pitt being scheduled as a home game for Marshall on September 12th, um, here's what could happen. Marshall plays that game, but it's not going to be at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. It would have to be a road game for the Herd. Or that game doesn't get played. That's a possibility as well. Again, these things have not been decided because if you look at the schedule model, there is a to-be-announced game on the schedule model for the Pitt Panthers. You don't know what that game would be. You, You don't know. You don't know if it's going to be some other game that Pitt finds is more valuable. It could well be. I mean, Marshall might be the lucky recipient of that game. Who knows? But Marshall would have to agree to to move the home game to uh, a road game. And if that's the case, then you see that game happening. But again, this is all speculation. I'm just throwing stuff out there this much. Um, Because with the pit schedule, it, um, I mean, they've got five home games and they're going to have five road games. Notre Dame's going to be a home game for Pitt. That's um, that's pretty cool for uh, again. And it, it, we don't know what the the fans are going to be uh, limited capacity. I mean, Ohio State saying twenty uh, percent. Um, and as a side note, and this is really uh, interesting here, um, the health authority, uh, pretty much in Travis County, um, they're caught off guard with the University of Texas announcing to intend to allow fifty percent capacity. Um, because that would roughly be 50,000 people, and they're like, uh, no, no, that's, um, that's not, no, that's, that's not a thing there. That's, that's no, 50,000, no, that, that's, yeah. Uh, I think 50,000 is, uh, a little crazy here, but if, if you look at the, uh, the non-conference schedule for Pitt, this is what I was trying to pull up here. Um, Richmond's been postponed, so that's off the board now. And then you have Miami, Duke, and uh, Marshall. Let's see. I'm looking at Hill. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do they have here on the venue? Okay. Heinz Field. Uh, this is before the updates. Uh, Miami, Marshall, uh, Duke, Miami, um, uh, Florida, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Florida State, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Syracuse. Um Okay, so what happens to the Marshall game? That's a good question. Nobody knows. That's going to do it for this edition. Again, all speculation on my part. Uh, Could Marshall be the plus one? Will Conference USA allow it? We'll talk tomorrow. Have a great evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.